Major funding for the Mikeyas show has been provided by the National Science Foundation, where's discoveries begin. Additional funding is provided by the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, the Kettering Family Foundation, the Vokhausen Family, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people, and by Spotify Podcast, and Anchor Podcast, and Screencastify Screen Recording, and the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, Carnegie Corporation, and by the National Endowment for Humanities, and Northrop Grumman Corporation, defining the future. Hi, this is Mikias. The Mikias Show is supported in part by grants from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, dedicated to strengthening America's future through education. Funding for Part 1 of the Thanksgiving Special of the Mikias Show is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. These generous supporters, and by viewers like you, Thank you. Corporate funding for for this Turkey Confidential series of The Splendid Table is supported by Indeed at Indeed.com with additional support for the for this program by the Nathan Cummings Foundation, the National Science Foundation, the Leapfrog, and VTAC Toys Incorporated. This program is sponsored in part by grants from Arco and Your Part-Time Controller at YourPartTimeController.com. Funding for this series has been also provided by the Oregon Arts Commission, a state agency funded by the Oregon government with funding from the National Endowment for the Arts. The Turkey Confidential Series is made possible by grants from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the private corporation funded by the American people, PNC Foundation, the Santon Farm Foundation. The Splendid Table is made possible by viewers like you and by BMW, which is your spirit. Corporate funding for this series has been provided by Facebook. You could sign up anywhere at Facebook.com. Funding for this series of The Mikia Show is provided by Tiny TV Classics with your own favorite TVs. Providing a remote included in your box that comes with all varieties including Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, Bob's Burgers, Back to the Future, and and also Batman 66 and also this series Friends and Big Bang Theory available where stores are found or at walmart.com our corporate sponsor is Walmart Corporation providing a new variety of all special pieces one of a kind walmart.com alright this is Mikia Speak Ray hello this is the Mikia Show Welcome to the Mikia Show. Thanksgiving special part one. Now, this is part one. Thanksgiving is today. Well, it's obviously Thanksgiving, but it starts part one. Part two is the is the Thanksgiving day. So I will put a part two on that. 
So hello guys, welcome to my podcast. Today we're going to talk about Turkey Confidential with our series, The Splendid Table, hosted by Francis Lamb and the people and the team at American Public Media who contribute to this program. And and other technical technical stories were found only for American Public Media or the or the stories were found at Amer- you can find you can find some stuff at americanpublicmedia.com. All right. Until then, enjoy the series and have a happy Thanksgiving here at the Mickey Show. We here are responsible for distributes programs like On Being and other programs like the BBC World Service and other shows. So be sure to listen to Turkey Confidential right now on on this podcast. All right. Enjoy and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to Turkey Confidential. I'm Francis Lamb, and this is the Splendid Table's annual cooking call-in special from American Public Media. We're supported by Knowable, with audio courses like Mark Bittman's How to Eat Now. Okay, so every year at this time, I spend my Thanksgiving not snug at home in New York with my family, but in a combination of airports, cabs, and radio studios in frigid downtown St. Paul, Minnesota, working. I take phone calls and last-minute turkey day cooking questions live with guests, and I wouldn't give it up for anything. Well, this year, like a lot of you, COVID is changing the way we're celebrating today. We realized we couldn't get into a studio with our whole team, but you know what? There was no way we'd miss making the show all the same. So today, what you'll hear are the guests we would have invited to join us, taking calls you pre-recorded and sent to us. So thank you for all of your voice memos, calls, and questions. And please, we want to see what's going on in your kitchens and dining rooms today. Tag us on Instagram at Splendid Table or use the hashtag Turkey Confidential or hashtag My Splendid Table. And even if today is going to be a little different than normal, we hope that you're still celebrating in your heart, around your table, and have time to reflect on what you're thankful for. A little later in the hour, we'll be joined by Mike Solomonov, chef of Zahab in Philadelphia, and we'll start with the one and only Samin Nosrat. She's the author and star of Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, a cooking columnist at the New York Times Magazine, and is the host of her own Cooking Questions podcast called Home Cooking. And luckily for us, she still finds time to keep coming back on this show. Hey, Samin, happy Thanksgiving. Hi, Francis. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to talk with you. It always makes me so happy to get to talk with you. I feel so lucky. Third year running. This is so fun. It's incredible, right? How the time flies. I know. Can't believe it. <laughs> so, uh, so like all of my pre-scripted Thanksgiving questions are all like out the window because I've asked you them all the time because, <laughs> because we've talked about so many Thanksgiving. But if I'm remembering correctly, your Thanksgiving last year was with friends at a house, like maybe in a desert, and you did not do turkey. 
right? And you fried like a whole flock of chickens. Oh yeah, you're okay. You're you're go? close. You're close. You're conflating some things. So for the past <laughs> two years, I've gone to the same house in um, in Point Reyes, which is sort of on the coast. Okay. And the, two years ago, I fried chicken, and last year we did do turkey, and we made some mole out of the legs, and then we roasted the breast. So we had a little bit of tradition. Oh, cool. Yeah. How how the mole turn out? Oh, it was so delicious. I highly recommend people making because we turned it into tamales, and it was this really fun project where oh boy. I like to bring groups of people together and use the manual the like potential of manual labor. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's a fun time to get together. I'm totally, just thinking, I'm totally. Just you're folding all my dumplings for me. Exactly, exactly. And what I thought was really beautiful was that a lot of the people who had gathered were not people who are comfortable in the kitchen or don't really mm. consider themselves cooks. And so I I said, listen, like, I'm not going to force everyone to cook, but the rule is you have to make one tamale. If you want to eat dinner, you have to make one tamale. And yeah. so people came and they were like, I don't know, you know, and they were banana leaf tamales and the masa and everybody did the one and they were like, this is so fun. And so it and, and everybody ended up doing a bunch of them. And it was just really fun to see people loosen up and just get really into it. That was that was a, you know, as a teacher. And as a person who loves encouraging people to cook, that was an uh, incredibly joyful thing for me to, to witness. Yeah, that's a, good, that's, a good, that's a real highlight. What's your plan this year? Um, well, this year I'm going to go visit a different friend, and she's down uh, in Southern California, and she lives on an avocado and citrus ranch. Oh, and her husband, uh, he runs a salmon fishery in Alaska okay. for six months of the year. They promised me if I came... They they would get me a white king salmon. Had you have you heard about those? <laughs> yes, their flesh is like, well, it's white. It's like ivory colored. And I think it's like some mm-hmm. genetic mutation where they it's a go. genetic like aberration. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and they have they have like super fatty. It's like they have fattier flesh. And, you know, I think I have tasted it way back when, but it's one of those things where when I heard about it a few years ago, I was like, I really want to have one. And every year he promises to bring me one. And never does. So this year I was like, I was like, come on, please. And they were like, okay, if you come for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) So it's my bribe. A giant, genetically aberrant fish. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) But they also have pomegranate trees. So I'm sure we'll make something with pomegranate and persimmon. And, um, you know, like I just, it's there, there's, and her brother's family lives on the ranch and there's just a bunch of kids running around. And so to me, I have spent the last nine months, you know, in a house by myself mostly. And so, um, a lot of the joy of cooking for me is about gathering with people Mm -hmm. and cooking for people. And I have not felt much of that joy or motivation or inspiration and yeah. hence, I have been eating a lot of broccoli and rice and beans for the last <laughs> nine months. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing better for you. Yeah, I mean, it's totally good. But, level. like, I've been eating a lot of the same stuff. And so I look forward to being really excited to cook with and for people. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty jazzed to have something to look forward to. That's great. I'm pretty sure there will be turkey, too. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, she was she sent me a picture of, like, a ranch down the street where they were selling young turkeys, you know, and she was like, should we just buy our own turkey and raise it for Thanksgiving? And I was like, go for it. But then I think she calculated how much it would cost to buy the turkey and feed the turkey, and she was like, this is going to be the most expensive turkey in the world. 
<laughs> so I don't think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> this is small farm economics, people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Go to your farmer's market. Pay whatever they charge you. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. All right, cool. So we, um, man, we got so many listeners who uh, want to ask you about their Thanksgiving. Oh, I can't wait. It. This is so fun. I'm so excited. You are so pro at this now. I mean, you were always pro at it, but you're now you're like super extra pro at this. So let's well, now go I've been to... practicing for the last however many months on our own. You, I have to say, definitely being on Turkey Confidential was a major inspiration for, for you know for home cooking for our podcast that I make with Rishi. Come on. Oh, absolutely. Because I think the it's just been so fun this like m- this model of interacting with people and helping give them advice and so and it brings me so much joy. Oh, I'm so happy to hear to that. To get to chat with them and so yeah, it was definitely a big big um, source of inspiration for us. So thank you. No, my God, it's so incredible to hear that. Especially since I love your show, I love the podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> Um, okay, let's go to a city uh, called Philadelphia. Anyone heard of it? Oh, only the best city. <laughs> All right, let's go to Philly for our first question. Hi, friends. Christina from Philly here. Um, my two sisters both are healthcare workers, and um, the, many of us are educators in the family. We are having a mm. socially distanced, pre-portioned Thanksgiving meal six feet apart from each other outside in my parents' side yard in Philly in November. Yes. Wow. That's a commitment. 2020. Yeah. We only want three side dishes. We can only have three side dishes. Okay, 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 okay. okay. We're trying to keep it simple, but share delicious food together. Oh, I love A couple it. things about us. Um, Italian-American family, dad, first-generation Italian, Abruzzese and Ooh. Frulan. Mm-hmm. And um, we love bold flavors we love greens and we love eating together so what should our three side dishes be thanks this is so fun (laughs) you get to choose all three this is i feel so powerful right now don't you (laughs) (laughs) i get the feeling that her family is going to end up choosing whatever they want yeah yeah italians are not gonna listen to me like (laughs) but thanks for giving me the illusion of power thank you i appreciate it it makes me feel really good right now (laughs) and I'll do my best to honor your um, your Southern Italian upbringing. So, um, <laughs> so I was, wait, let me just double check. But I I believe Abruzzo is. Let me just check. It's like in the, it's in like the middle of the boot. Yeah, it's like it's like Central Italian, Central yeah, Italian, yeah. I guess. Okay, so from what I re- I understand of Abruzzese cooking, there's a lot of like. You know, it's on the coast. There's definitely a lot of fish involved. So I can imagine you would want some, like, strong anchovy flavor in something. Mm. Like, and since you said you want the greens, one of my favorite greens, oh, something I've been obsessively eating right now, is rapini. So I would love, like, a delicious bitter greens dish, whether it's with rapini or other, or or you could go the chicory's route, like treviso, or um, mm-hmm. if you can't get your hands on treviso, radicchio or Belgian endive cooked mm-hmm. with um, some anchovies, maybe some chili flake. And if you even want to work a little bit of um, a little bit of tomato in there, like a just canned tomato or tomato paste, and just make it this incredibly rich, like salty, umami kind of classic Italian flavors 
long kind of cooked like greens. Sweat it down. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe start it with some onions and garlic, and yeah, that would be really delicious. You could, if you're working with the chicories, you could also roast them. One of the things I always think about Thanksgiving, and certainly, I mean. You guys sound like you're really um, maybe going to divide and conquer, which maybe will actually solve this problem. <laughs> but um, one of the big constraints for Thanksgiving for people is you, the big constraint is oven space and time in the oven. Yeah, totally. because so many dishes require time in the oven. So I was going to say you could maybe roast your greens, you know, especially if they were chicories. But why not cook them on the stove? Because that takes one one thing out of the oven. So, um, yeah, I think caramelize some onions, cook some garlic down. Even at, at that point, you can work some um, anchovies, a little tomato paste in, and build this beautiful umami-rich, fragrant base. And then long cook some greens into there, whatever they are. But I I really love bitter greens. And then you could finish it with some toasted breadcrumbs, some lemon zest, even a squeeze of lemon to brighten it up at the table. W- one of my main sort of Thanksgiving tenets is there's never enough acid on the table and everything kind of gets really rich and overly um bland starchy and buttery yeah so that i think that definitely would satisfy that like you know that like italian side dish craving you know (laughs) yeah 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 um and then i think you also need to have some classic thanksgiving tastes so um i for one can't imagine not having stuffing or dressing less stuffing i guess people i call it stuffing even though it's technically dressing um what about you francis i i love stuffing i call it stuffing i respect people who call it dressing but i truly for the life of me cannot understand why it's called dressing to some people (laughs) it's not like something you put on a salad it's not there's no like linguistic connection to dressing for me at all like, like stuffing i understand why you call it stuffing because you stuff it in the bird yeah it just didn't yeah. happen to make it inside <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think one of the great things about stuffing is that unless you're you come from a family where like you've made it the same way you know for the last 60 years and you it's not things you have to keep making it that way yeah. unless you have to have it that way I think when you are limiting what's on your table, I think for a lot of people, a little experimentation with stuffing this year is a great way to work many more Thanksgiving tastes into one dish. And so a lot of the things that might appear on other parts of the table or a lot of the hints of flavor that might appear on other parts of the table can make their way into the stuffing and still be part of the meal because stuffing is naturally a something that has so many different components you know i think you can work some greens in i think you can work i always put greens Mm. in there anyway so you can definitely work all of those kinds of um wintry herbs like sage and thyme that might appear elsewhere on the table Mm. you can work in um honestly you could work cranberries in like why not put some cranberries in there and get some get some delicious bursts of um some acid and if you don't feel comfortable maybe you don't want to eat like a fresh cranberry, certainly you could put dried cranberries that you've rehydrated in apple cider or in um, or in white wine, you know, so that, that they're nice great. and juicy. Like, that's a great way to get some cranberry taste. Although, to me, I feel like cranberry sauce, again, is a source of acid, so it's a, you must have it. And I'm not even going to count that as one of your three sides. Like, that's a condiment. You got you to gotta have it. 
Just, you're make, it's your rules. You make the rules. Yeah, Colin's no. not actually here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the boss here. Today, yeah. I'm not at your house. You can do what you want. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I, my classic, you know, and by classic, I mean, I've been making it for the past, like, five years because that's as long as I've been <laughs> making Thanksgiving. I, I like to make stuffing using sourdough bread. So I, I work in as many forms of acid as possible. So I start with a nice sourdough bread, some mm-hmm. greens that I've cooked, um, a little bit of onion and carrot and celery, and I do whatever dried fruit I have around that I've rehydrated with chicken stock or white wine. I, I love a punch of acid, so white wine, I like prunes in there. Um, if if prunes. I've got sausage, I'll work a little sausage in. If somebody really feels like they want nuts in there, I'll put nuts in there. But for me, the main key is making it really, really moist with delicious homemade stock. Because there's this kind of magical um, chemical thing that happens. And I'm not a scientist, so I can't Mm. tell you what it is. But I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about, Francis. But there's this magical thing that happens where when starch from bread interacts with the like collagen and gelatin from stock over time and as it absorbs there's this kind of like magical sort of like glossy it's almost like a little crust forms and the texture of the bread transforms as it absorbs the stock and it has to be like really rich bony broth that that it that it does it with (laughs) and it's this kind of you know it basically becomes french onion soup <laughs> Without the cheese, this it's is so a, good. Elaborate way of saying you're making French onion soup. Yeah, you're making French onion soup. And so, why wouldn't you want to eat that? So, um, yeah, I feel like that stuffing is sort of non-negotiable, and you can adapt that with whatever kinds of things are the flavors of your family and of your region. And then, um, I also feel like the third one, pretty much. For most people, it's funny because I don't care for this that much, but I found that almost everybody else feels like you cannot have a turkey meal without mashed potatoes. Like, you need to have the mashed potatoes and gravy. And so, I would say, you gotta have mashed potatoes and gravy. And again, what I would do is work some acid into it, whether you do that via um, sour cream or buttermilk Mm. or creme fraiche that you use in addition to the butter that you... um, that you add in with the potatoes as you're mashing them. So, you know, just like I'm always thinking of how do I make this tangy? How do I make this tangy? Mm. But I really respect your effort to create a pre-portioned meal and to really adhere to these guidelines and and eat at a distance. Um, You know, we're all doing it in our different ways. Like, yeah, I'm quarantining and then getting tested. And I know, you know, a lot of people are, are making sacrifices by staying apart or having meals over Zoom. So yeah, right, yeah. It's, 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 it's an important year to have these kinds of like individual sacrifices for the greater good. So yeah. And they're taking, we're not just taking care of ourselves. You're taking care of the people you're going to see, right? You're totally. taking care of the people you might stand next to, you know, in yeah. the supermarket. At the grocery you know, store. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're protecting your friends, your family, and your community. Yeah. All right, so... I hope that helps. And I kind of want to know now, wait, please, like, if you have some way of letting me know what you actually do, please let me know, because I suspect you won't do anything, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's go to another caller. Um, let's go to the other side of the country, in L.A., which is Charlotte. 
Hello, Francis and Splendid Table friends. I live in Los Angeles, but I have a house out in Joshua Tree, and this year I'm having a very small Friendsgiving, mostly just my quarantine mates. Um, the majority of us are vegetarian, so I had heard that you can take old food scraps, stash them in your freezer, and when the time is right, you can make a veggie prop from them. Not sure if that would be gross or what, but I was hoping <laughs> that you guys had a really good veggie broth from scratch recipe for us. Thanks so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I do too. And I'm going to say, like, I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you think of this because I have gotten so lazy in my stock making. And then we just oh, talked me too. about me too. having a great stock, you know, cook down a lot of bones for, for your stuffing and other reasons. Um, but a vegetable stock, vegetable broth, I, I'm not so personally into like saving all your carrot peelings and your onion skins and stuff like that. Like I'm not, I haven't found a way to make that delicious. But if I'm just making a straight-up vegetable stock, I'll just put mirepoix, like mm -hmm. onion, carrot, and celery, and simmer it in water, and call it done. And, like, I know there are ways, you know, lots of elaborate recipes. I remember seeing one in Cook's Illustrated when I was, like, a young cook that had literally 20 ingredients, but they like, I swore it was the best vegetable stock you've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I bet it is, but I, I just don't find that I need all that much because all I want is just a little vegetal sweetness yeah. and then cook other things in it or like bean cooking liquid oh, I just love liquid. saving and the, Gold, that's just scald. amazing broth on its own but I want to hear what you have to say about making like a killer vegetable broth it's funny I um one of the Instagram accounts that I really appreciated throughout the quarantine is Fanny Singers. She's Alice Waters' oh. daughter. Yeah, and yeah. she has been obsessive about her vegetable scraps. And see, I don't, she has some funny hashtag. I think she calls it like compost stock or whatever. <laughs> and it's really funny because I, I had some questions in my mind because she was literally doing what Charlotte said, which was saving whatever scraps there were and dumping them at the end of the week into a pot of water covering it with water bringing it to a boil for 40 minutes and turning it into liquid that then she would either drink or use to cook over the course of the week mm -hmm. which in a lot of ways was in direct contrast to everything that i learned as a cook at shape nice <laughs> <laughs> so i was and i was like Shady how's all this water feeling about moving. this happening in her house like <laughs> and um <laughs> And also, it's exactly the spirit of the time that we're in, you know, which is use everything up and, like, extract every drop of flavor sure. from everything that's around. And so I do think there's a middle place where um, I agree with you. I, I, I feel like if it's not something that I would eat raw, I don't want to extract its flavor into my broth. So, you know, sometimes, depending on the carrot, I will put it unpeeled into my broth or I will cook with it unpeeled but if it's really gnarly or old or you know super I don't know something's just not very appetizing looking about it I wouldn't put those peels into my broth I don't always put like the toughest bits of vegetables I don't mix every vegetable I don't put the tops of carrots you know I just I, I try to be pickier because I don't love a kitchen sink broth and especially for Thanksgiving when we all have such like nostalgic um, associations and why not like be a little bit um, more luxurious with what you're choosing to you know add a little bit of flavor yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was recently looking at um, I think it's in Nick Sharma's new book The Flavor Equation he has a recipe for a veggie stock 
for like a super flavorful veggie stock and it was pretty simple you know I, and in my mind I was like oh I think I would do these and even simplify it a little bit more so it was basically what you said just onion carrot and celery and then mm -hmm. I think if you cut the vegetables a little bit smaller they don't have to be super tiny even just one inch pieces then there's mm -hmm. more sort of surface area touching the yeah, water to extract the flavor. yeah because the key with a veggie stock is you don't want to cook it for hours like a chicken stock because you're not trying to extract any nutrients or, or you know you're not trying to break any bones down into their you know component parts so they're, they're it's really just about getting some flavor compounds out of the vegetables so max mm. it's like a 45 minute simmer so i i would say do some of that i actually like a little onion skin in the broth because that helps make it give it a little bit darker color golden, um, yeah. yeah golden color and then um if you're not opposed to mushroom flavor, even just I like button mushrooms, cremini mushrooms. You can roast, mm -hmm. you can roast some cremini mushrooms and add those in. Or if you have some dried porcini mushrooms, you could powder those up and add them in, and that adds that little bit of umami that you might, you know, you're going to be missing because you don't have the chicken. Uh, right. Or if you are not opposed to adding a parmesan rind, you could add a parmesan rind in there. Oh, it's or, so or you could add just even like a teaspoon of, of tomato paste. So, um, those are all little things. Just some umami sort. Yeah, or like just a, a shake little. or two of soy sauce. Do a shake or two uh -huh. of soy sauce, or you, or if you're like feeling real Joshua Tree, you could do Bragg's liquid aminos. That's what I thought of that when I was down there. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and then of course all of the herbs. And would, again, MSG, would MSG not fly down there? <laughs> I don't think I saw any any jars of MSG. 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 I feel like there was just country. Bragg's liquid aminos in every Airbnb already. It's like you know <laughs> legally required. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and yeah, and then, you know, I, of course, I'm a big champion of the bay leaf. <laughs> so I'd put a bay leaf in there and some parsley. Um, and then because it's Thanksgiving time, I love sage and thyme in there as well. Mm -hmm. So those are all things I would just sort of bring it all to a boil and then let it simmer for 40 minutes or so until it smells really nice. And then, um, and then just strain it, and then you have this nice, beautiful broth that's going to add a delicious flavor to anything that you're going to cook, you know, add it to or cook in it. Cool. All right, let's go uh, north of there. To... I like this road trip we're on, like this geography <laughs> lesson. <laughs> I just miss traveling so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the woods to Oakland, California. Oh, my neighbor. My name is Deanna, and I live in a semi-off-grid renovated shed in Oakland, California. <laughs> she might live across the street from me. Because of COVID, I'll be making Thanksgiving dinner by myself this year. As an All right, guys. Um, I may still continue the Turkey Confidential preview, but tune in to part three. Uh, not part three. Part two. Turn it to part two of Turkey Confidential from APM, American Public Media, crossover with The Splendid Table and The Mikia Show. Produce all, all the shows. All right. This show, The Mikia Show, and Splendid Table is produced by WGBH Boston, which is solely responsible for its content, and WGBH Radio. In association with American Public Media and and PBS YouTube by Google. This Turkey Confidential series of the Mikia Show and the Splendid Table were all made possible by Grants from Oil Corporation.
and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, Gulf Oil Corporation, Northrop Grumman Corporation, the Volkhausen Family, Mark Haas Foundation, the National Science Foundation, the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, the Carnegie Corporation of New York, the U.S. Department of Energy, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and Ministry, the U.S. Department of Aviation Administration. Funding for this program has been also provided by grants from Macy's, which brings you the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, which we are going to review on the next episode of The Mickey Show and sponsors the show, The Mickey Show, on PBS. Additional funding for this program is provided by LeapFrog. Help your children learn to read and learn with ebooks, toys, and gifts from people who change the world. And proud to sponsor this series on Turkey Confidential. The series is also made possible by grants from the Oregon Arts Commission, a state agency funded by the is funded by the Oregon government and the National Endowment for the Arts. Funding for a crossover episode of The Mikia Show and Ed the Splendid Table has been also provided by Noom. With Noom, you could provide goals for how you keep security of weights around the table at Noom.com and by Zoom. Zoom Cloud Conversation includes Zoom calls that that you could call to, like your friends, families, and teachers, or even conferences. More is at zoom.com and by grants from from the Michael and Mickey Schaefer Foundation. The Kermit and Schaefer, the Kermit and Mickey Schaefer Foundation, creator of TV bloopers, which corroborates this program. And, and to public television, supporting the Mikia show for over 40 years of experience and excellence. Additional funding for this program has been also provided by the financial support of PBS viewers like you. The Turkey Confidential series has been also made possible by viewers like you. Thank you. Alright guys, until then, I will see you tomorrow for Turkey Confidential in partnership with The Splendid Table and The Mikia Show Crossover. Thanks for watching, and if you like it, you could share it with your friends at Facebook.com. The series was also funded by Facebook, our sponsor. With Facebook, you can you could text, talk to people on phone and, and or around the world. Facebook.com. Sign up. You could register or sign up anywhere at Facebook.com and by Messenger and Twitter, who sponsor this program. Alright, until then, this is Mikias Fikre signing off. Goodbye. The host of the Mikias Show was me, Mikias Fikre, and was hosted by, and, and with additional assistance and editing from our partners at WGBH Boston, which is Glenn Quagmire of the show, and and we have special assistance from Francis Lamb.
we had special assistance from Francis Lamb of the guest of the of the Splendid Table from APM American Public Media. All right. Goodbye, guys. See you tomorrow for another episode of the Mikia Show. See you next time. And remember, there's keep looking at episodes. Always. And there's and remember, there's always more to the story. <laughs>